Good evening. Good evening. I hope many of you had a, a wonderful Thanksgiving. As far as our announcements go, we just always encourage you to please read the bulletin. There's a lot of great opportunities in there to get connected with the many ministries that we have here at Alden. Would you please join me as I open in a word of prayer? Lord, we thank you so much tonight for your sovereignty, Lord. And even this morning as we were challenged from your word, Lord, about your mercy and your grace and joining with Mary, Lord, and praising you, Lord, for your magnificence, Lord, help us tonight to continue to focus on you. Lord, to give you the praise and the glory and the honor that is due your name. And it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, it's a little early to start out the service with this, but I think it's always great. There's a lot of wonderful people here this evening. I want to invite us all to stand. Let's take a few minutes and greet, greet those that are around us. Let's take a few moments.
Alright, what we're going to do now is we're going to have a time of sharing and combined with a hymn sing. And what that's going to look like is uh, we're going to have um, a microphone. It's going to be walked around. And uh, if you'd like to have a hymn requested tonight, we're going to make that contingent upon uh, just a simple brief sharing of something that you're grateful for what God has done in your life. And uh, we're going to have, ironically enough, Mike Nelson be the mic runner tonight. Thank you, Paul, uh, for rubbing off on me. Uh, and, uh, and then after that, if you'd like to share uh, what hymn you'd like us to sing, and if you don't say anything for which verse you'd like to do, I'll assume you meant the first verse, and if there's a refrain as well, we'll sing that as well. So at this time, I'm going to have uh, Mike walk around, and if you'd like to share something that maybe you're grateful for over the Thanksgiving holiday, you got to share that with your family or whatever, now would be a great time. Just going to raise your hand, and Mike will come uh, hand the mic to you. And then after that, please let us know which, verse, uh, which hymn you'd like to do. Maybe it would be helpful if you gave us a number as well. I'd like to thank the Lord for sparing the life of my girlfriend, Carol Eskridge. Um, he provided a new liver for her, and I'm just very grateful to him. Uh, him 356. Oh, it's not going to take advantage of it. Him 356, Under His Wings. Let's sing, uh, I guess, the first verse and refrain of Under His Wings 356. I am uh, thankful for many things, but most of all, I am thankful that God has a plan. Uh, number 204, Derek, verse 3. All right, well, let's sing Rock of Ages 204. We're going to sing the third verse.
I just want to uh, thank the Lord. Uh, on uh, Thanksgiving, uh, we had the opportunity to be with my son and his wife and their children, our grandchildren, obviously. And there were about 24 of us there at dinner. Everyone was a believer. Everyone had a relationship with Jesus Christ, our children, our grandchildren. And when I look at that and see that, I am very thankful and grateful to the Lord that he uh, brought that into our lives and continues to bless in that way. Hymn 493, verse 3. Let's sing, It is well with my soul. Let's sing the third verse. I just want to take a chance to really thank Derek and Lauren for their work here and how much it's meant to me for his preparations and the things that he's brought us such joy through the music and really has given us some wonderful concerts and uh, new music that I really appreciate. And thank you so much for your service to us. Now we'll sing, uh, if you would, 309 verse 3. It's for you, Derek. All right, well, let's sing Pass It On. That's hymn 309, verse 3. Thank you, Penny, for the kindness. In human terms, 
I don't know how to say thank you. My song is my tribute number 11. And uh, when you're speaking to the Lord, he knows our heart and how thankful I am for all of the blessings that he has bestowed upon me this past year. Thank you. All right, well, let's sing my tribute. We'll just sing that once through. Number 11. I'm grateful that when God brought us out to Pennsylvania, he brought our daughter and son-in-law out to New Jersey, and it's been really great to see the grandkids grow up. And I'm also very grateful that God doesn't forget any of my sins, that they're all on the cross. I'd like to sing 543, verse 2. All right, well, let's sing 543, when the roll is called up yonder. Let's sing verse 2 together. Growing up with a southern mom, yonder always meant somewhere very different, so it could be anywhere. (laughs) Thank you. I moved my office last month, and talk about stress, (laughs) but I'm just thankful for the Lord that he's got me through it. Uh, The God of angel armies is always by my side, but that's not in here. (laughs) But I'm just so thankful for the Lord for the help 
and the help of our other brothers and sisters in the Lord here at the church have helped me out. And uh, I'd like to sing hymn number 198. I was hoping you'd say that faster, Charlie. <laughs> 198. Let's sing Wonderful Grace of Jesus. The first verse. I'd like to thank the Lord this year for our church and uh, uh, the board of trustees that I serve on. I serve with a lot of great guys, and it's been my pleasure to lead them this past year. I'd like to sing hymn number 473, verse number 3. All right, well, let's sing together Victory in Jesus, 473. Did you say verse 3, Bill? 3. All right, let's sing verse 3 together.
I just wanted to share, I'm thankful um, for the church family and how they really reach out to you when you're in need. Um, I had an injury this summer, and then uh, we were moving, and about like 15, so many men from the church showed up and helped us move, and I'm just, we're both very thankful for that, um, that the church is in our lives. Um, the hymn is 213, uh, verse 3. All right, let's sing together, Because He Lives. 213, let's sing the third verse together. to thank the Lord for uh, my salvation, for all my family, and for all my wonderful friends. I don't, I, Derek, pick a hymn. <laughs> I, I pick hymns quite often. Uh, uh, I actually did want to sing uh, hymn number one. I love Joyful, Joyful. I think it's a wonderful song. I'd love to go right to verse four. Let's sing hymn number one, Joyful, Joyful. Thank you, Irma. I think we have time for one more. I wanted to thank the Lord for um, 
bringing me through this year with many changes and transitions in my life, and also for the wonderful week group of women with whom I serve in women's ministries and I have a pleasure to lead as well. Uh, and my uh, hymn is hymn 43, verse 1. <laughs> is that great? Is that faithfulness? Good. Let's sing together hymn number 43, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Veronica, did you say verse 1? Wonderful. All right, let's sing this together. Why don't we all stand? Let's sing for this hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Let's be seated.
Hello. My name is Scott Lowry. It's, I serve on the Worship Committee of the Board of Elders, and it's my privilege to lead us in prayer tonight. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, it is our privilege to come before you in prayer tonight, Lord. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. You are a great and mighty God. And I pray that we would never take that for granted, Lord, as we get caught up with the activities of our lives and the busyness of our day-to-day -day schedule, especially at this season of year, Lord, when we celebrate your birth, Lord, many things try to crowd in on your time with us. Pray that we would be ever conscious of your greatness, your glory, and especially your gift to us, sending a Savior to us to take away our sins, Lord, just for your glory and your honor. Keep that ever in front of us this, this week and this season. Lord, we pray for our church. We thank you for your faithfulness in allowing us to minister to the kids of this community for 100 years, Lord. That is a great legacy, and it's only because of your provision. We thank you for that, and in the coming year, 100 years, celebrating the anniversary of the church, Lord, we thank you that you have created a beacon of light in your community that has been preaching your word, and we look forward to continuing to be a light to our community, Lord. Make us salt, light, and fragrance for the community around us. May your word always be taught in this church, in this body, and may we be a body that loves you and shows your love to the community around us. May we be a gentle, kind, and merciful people. When people come in, may they find this a friendly church, a welcoming church, and a reflection of your love. Lord, we thank you for the chance to worship you tonight. We thank you for all the praise that has been given. You are the only one worthy of our praise. We pray for our college students as we celebrate Thanksgiving. We pray that for safety as they return back to school. We pray for wisdom and diligence as they do their studies. But also we pray for them to be a light on their campus, wherever they are, for you. May their life be different than so many of the students around them. May people see Christ in our students, particularly Becca Hughes and Phil Ingham, representing all of our students here at the church. Pray that you would be with each one of them. Be with Bruce Lefferts as he serves overseas, raising a family in a faraway country and moving many times. Just pray that he would be a light in a world that needs you wherever he is. As his family travels, may they grow up knowing you, loving you, and serving you wherever he is. And we thank you for our missionaries. Lord, we pray for all of our missionaries around the world that are serving you faithfully. Just may you grant them protection, grant them peace. Lord, we ask that their labors would be fruitful, that people would come to know you through their work. Lord, we pray for the Delavis specifically tonight. We just thank you for their ministry. We pray for them as they still are dealing with the loss of his father earlier in the year. And just pray for their family needs as they raise kids and still serve you full time. We thank you for the ministry that they have in India. We thank you for the camps that they run for kids. 
for special needs kids and for a whole lot of other kids and the expansion that they're doing all over India, sometimes in places that are not safe or hostile to the gospel. Lord, just grant them safety and the people they work with safety, the people on their teams. And we just thank you and praise you for the miracle that you've done through them, Lord. More than 300 souls of children in India will be in heaven worshiping you forever because of their ministry just this year. That's an amazing number. We just pray that you continue to bless their ministry, and we thank you for allowing us to be part of it through our giving. We just pray that you will bless our giving now and use it for your work wherever you see fit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you, Karen. Thank you, Maggie. Does anyone know what that song was? <laughs> Infant lowly? Lowly, holy, one of those. I 
love hearing bells going into the Christmas season. It just seems more appropriate. Well, thank you again. Well, at this time, we're going to continue to praise the Lord this evening. Let's sing together. Let's sing to Jesus, Lord of Heaven. Lord of heaven, I do not deserve the grace that you have given or the promise of your word. Lord, I stand in wonder at the sacrifice you've made. Mercy be is deeper than any ocean higher than the heavens reaches beyond the stars in the sky Jesus your love has no bounds Jesus your love has no Jesus, your love has no Stars in the sky. 
about our favorite songs. There were no Christmas carols. Thank you, ladies, for bringing Christmas tonight. I also noticed something else. It was uh, very interesting to me, that a lot of the verses that you chose 
had to do with heaven. Did anybody else notice that? They had to do with that time after death or when Jesus comes back and will be in heaven. And I knew Fran Larkin was going to request it as well with my soul. Um, I, was, I was sure of that. But you know, when we're thinking about heaven, great question comes to mind, and that is, if you were to die tonight, are you absolutely sure that you would be in heaven for all of eternity? If it's well with your soul, you're sure. If you're uncertain, then all of those thoughts about heaven maybe were a little disturbing because we're not sure. And I trust that before we're finished tonight that everyone here would be able to say, it is well with my soul, having known the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and inviting him into our life. Let's pray together before we look to the Scripture. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the powerful, powerful words that are before us tonight. We ask that you would use them to aid our thinking processes so that each one of us can be sure that we truly know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior so that we can be in heaven for all of eternity. We thank you for that. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're thinking tonight about Christmas and maybe a, a little bit of an introduction, a, a lead into the Christmas season using the word Noel that we're very familiar with. Uh, all is well. And once again, if it's well with your soul, then you will readily identify with everything that is here. But let's start out in Psalm 46. Psalm 46, I'd like to read the 11 verses of that psalm that we're told are to the choir master of the sons of Korah, according to Alamoth, a song. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. And then the word selah appears. best we can make of that is to let's stop and think about this. This is something that's very powerful that we've just read. Then it goes on to say, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. One of the names for God, El Elyon. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts, and that would be the Lord Sabaoth, is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And once again, there's a selah there to stop and think. That's very profound. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is is our fortress, Selah. Those are some powerful words, aren't they? Will you look again with me at the first three verses that are there? The first three verses that start out by telling us that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help or an ever-present help in time of trouble. But then what's kind of going on here? It says, therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. What's going on here? If you look at the screen, I'm going to ask you some questions about what could be going on here. Is this describing an earthquake? It would seem 
that we see that in there. The mountains are trembling at its swelling, and we see the, the things that are going on there. We, we actually see the earth giving way, mountains being moved into the heart of the sea. Could conceivably be some type of an earthquake. It could be the devastation of the damage that occurs after a tsunami. And as you can see that some of the things that go on in our world today are catastrophic, and that's what's there before us. Uh, we see these things that are going, and even the mountains falling into the sea. It could be something we don't have a name for yet, but it is describing something where the world seems to be falling apart. Maybe even the continents are disappearing. There's a description of some type of catastrophic geologic calamity that's going on. And yet the principle, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, so we don't have to fear even if the whole world is caving in around us. That's the point that's being made. But here's a question for each one of us to think of practically tonight. Do the principles here not just refer to the whole of our continents falling apart or the mountains falling into the sea or natural catastrophes? Is God a refuge and strength, a very present help in the little kinds of trouble that don't compare to those, but in our lives right now are very significant. I would guess all of us who are here could look around and we could see that there's trouble somewhere, some type of relationship or something that's going on in our job or something that's going on that we would be fearful of. And so the question is, do the principles here apply to lesser concerns, to our personal calamities, to our personal situations? Might God the Holy Spirit use this to apply to something that you are going through right now and as I look around I'm seeing some of you and I know what some of you are going through and some of you I don't but I know that some of you are having some personal calamities right now well the answer to all of those questions do these principles apply to lesser concerns and maybe to something you're going through now the answer is definitely yes this is presented these first three verses as a worst case scenario that if God can be that help in all of these kinds of troubles certainly he can help in lesser troubles than that if he can handle what's going on in a colossal manner, he can handle what's going on in our own lives as well. So maybe it feels like your personal world is caving in. Things are crashing in all around. Maybe you're not facing this major calamity. Maybe it's a series of smaller ones and they're adding up and they're building up and you feel under stress and pressure and strain. And with the holidays coming, we welcome the holidays, but with the holidays come even more stress for some and come with uh, all sorts of problems of their own. Now, notice as we read the psalm how much God wants you to be comforted by these verses. Pay particular attention to verse 2, 7, 10, and 11. Back to verse 2. Therefore, and this is how God wants us to be no matter what's going on, we will not fear, though, and you can fill in the rest of that in your own personal life, God doesn't want us to fear. You look down to verse 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. That's the Lord Sabaoth. The Lord Sabaoth, and Sabaoth means to mass together or to assemble. The King James Version, it was called the Lord of hosts. He is, where's Charlie? He is the Lord of the armies, the Lord of the angel armies, the angel hosts. And uh, we do have Lord Sabaoth in the second verse of number 26 in our hymn books. A mighty fortress is our God. So the angel armies are here. And uh, that's what God is. He's the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the angel armies. He's the Lord who has never known defeat. And so in verse 2, we've got this 
refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That means he's certainly here for any trouble. And then in verse 7, the Lord of hosts is with us. You look at verse 10. What are we to do in the middle of the troubles? Be still. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts, and once again, that's Lord Sabaoth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. From whence comes that hymn again? A mighty fortress is our God. Lord Sabaoth, his name from age to age, the same. When we look at verse 10, be still and know that I am God. Joe Stoll had this to say, and I really appreciate this. He says, what that means is picture is there. It means to relax. It means to let go. To put our hands down by our sides. That is to be vulnerable. It's to stop striving. Let go. Again, put the hands down. Take a deep breath and relax. Be still and know that I am God. This is the God who understands that we go through tough times, that we have troubles. This is the God who says, though, I'm going to be there with you. I'll be with you through anything that comes along. Our times, our places, our circumstances, our events, and all the people in our lives are under God's control. I'd like to encourage all of us now as we're beginning, for many, at least somehow tomorrow, December 1st, begins certainly the Christmas month, but some of the Christmas season as well. Remember this season and always how do not fear and God with us are almost inseparable companions. No fear, God with us. And we see it here. God's our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. We don't have to fear because God is there. We look down at verse 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. In verse 10, again, Be still, know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I continue to jot down every time I'm reading in the scriptures and I come to a place where it says the Lord is with us. And I look around because I know that nearby somewhere it's going to say don't be afraid. We don't have to be afraid because the Lord is with us. Right now I'm up to 36 times where I've seen that in the scriptures. One of the uh, places that we will see it, we saw it this morning in part of the Christmas story. We can see it even tonight uh, in Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 to 23. You don't need to turn there, but this is to Joseph. Angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. He's telling him, don't be afraid to take Mary home to be your wife. And then a few verses later, he's talking about Mary giving birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us God with us don't be afraid they travel around a whole lot together and I mentioned that this morning for some of you throughout the Christmas season and all year long I'd like to remind you that many occasions you'll be reminded of one particular word it's the word Noel like the first Noel think about that whenever you hear the word Noel this Christmas season and, and again you'll hear it a lot Allow that to be a signal to think about, do not fear God with us. Why do I say Noel? Why is that a word that should trigger that thought, no fear God with us? Well, first of all, we're very familiar with the word Noel. It's a name a lot of Christmas babies are given. Does anybody here remember Noel Picard? He used to play for the St. Louis Blues. He was a, not too many of you. Okay, well, 
I remember Noel Picard. It's also a term used to describe a transit strike in New York. And uh, we sing about the first Noel. I don't know, is there a second Noel? What, what exactly is Noel? But Noel is a reminder of some of the comforting truths that are here in Psalm 46. The famous Christmas word Noel is a hard word to find roots for. But there are those who have tried to do that. It's claimed by several different languages with several different meanings. Let me share briefly a couple of them. Some scholars think that the word is of French origin, signifying a shout of joy at the birth of the baby Jesus, and the word Noel itself appears to be a French word. So it's a shout of joy, the birth of Jesus. Others go further back to medieval Latin. They say the word is derived from a familiar word, natalis, which means birth and has to do with the birth of Jesus. There's another Latin word that's put forward, the word novella, which means news conveys the idea that the news of the coming of Christ caused the shouts of joy associated with the Advent season. There must be a Russian claim also, but I haven't been able to find that one. I'm sure that they, they would like to take credit for that one as well. But there's a possibility of how the word originated that makes a lot of sense to me, and I've shared it before on a couple of occasions at Christmas time. It's possible that the correct English spelling of the word is on the screen there, Noel, N-O-W-E-L-L, rather than the French N-O-E-L. That possibility ascribes the origin of the word to England, and it becomes another one of the examples of how the British people like to abbreviate. For example, God with us was contracted, or God be with you, was contracted to goodbye, or fare thee well to farewell. Some of those shorter words once were longer expressions. There's another example of that as well, and that was when in approximately the year 1247, a hospital was founded in England, and it was given the name St. Mary of Bethlehem. Several centuries after its establishment, this hospital was turned into an asylum for the insane. The noise and the confusion associated with such an institution became well-known all throughout England. Soon, St. Mary of Bethlehem was contracted into a new word, the word bedlam. They compacted the whole thing. It became bedlam and has come into our language as a word meaning unorganized confusion with the cries and the screams and the yells and sordid noises associated with an insane asylum or a middle school event. So the word Noel was at first a phrase instead of a word. The phrase is, now all is well. Talked about that earlier. Now all is well. But it's only well if we know the Lord Jesus. It's not well if we don't. But now all is well, contracted to now well, further contracted to no well, N-O-W-E, LL. When the unknown poet who wrote the first Noel that we sing, when he wrote his poem about Jesus in the 17th century, he zeroed in on the message of Luke chapter 2, verse 10. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. That news was to remind everyone that now all is well because the Savior is is born and it started with the shepherds that was the first noel that was the first now all 
as well. There have been many since, many annual reminders that because Jesus was born, now all can be well. And so we conclude all is well. But here's a question. Is all well for everyone? No, we have to remember that at the time of the first Noel, the good news was for all the people, but not all the people wanted to hear the good news. Is all well for you? Now all is not well for everyone who is here tonight. But all can be well. The good news is good news if you let it be. But God's not going to force himself on anyone. The Lord Jesus Christ stands at the door and knocks. If anyone hears his voice and opens the door, he will come in. But he's not going to be an intruder. He's not going to break down the door and come in. He's going to need to be welcomed. If you've never invited Christ to be your Savior, let me encourage you to do that tonight. The best Christmas and the guarantee for all of eternity. And when people sing songs about heaven, you know that you'll be a part of that. If you've already done that, if you've already recognized that you've sinned and you need a Savior and you need the forgiveness that the Lord Jesus Christ offers, if you've already done that and you're already ready for heaven, then realize that whatever troubles you may be going through, God is with you. Do not be afraid. All is well, Emmanuel, because God is with us. I'm not going to take the time this evening, but if you'd like to at your leisure, if you want to read through Revelation chapter 11 sometime and read about the devil's Christmas, it's very interesting because what was happening, there were two witnesses who were there on the earth doing supernatural things. This is talking about end times. That fire would come out of their mouth, they would devour people. They showed all kinds of signs and wonders and they were inviting people to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. But at that time, there was a whole lot of opposition that was going on to them. They ended up at one point being killed. But not until verse 7 said this. Now when they had finished their testimony. It wasn't until they were finished doing everything God wanted them to do and then they were killed and then the Lord raised them in three days, we're told. The point is, if you read through Revelation chapter 11 and Revelation chapter 12, you get a chance to do that. Our times, our places, our circumstances, our events, and the people in our lives, all of them are under God's control. No fear. God with us. All is well. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, all is not well if you don't. My prayer tonight would be that not one person would leave here tonight without being able to say, it is well with my soul. And Fran, thanks for picking that song. I, I knew you would. <laughs> it is well with my soul, and I hope it is with yours. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so very much that you've given to us a glimpse into your word, that you're our refuge and strength. You're a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we don't have to fear, though the whole world caves in, if our whole world caves in. You, the Lord of hosts, the Lord Sabiah, the God who cannot know defeat, is the one who's standing with us, who is our mighty fortress, who has told us to be still and know that you are God. 
and we can relax and we can let go and we can put our hands down by our sides because we can afford to be vulnerable because you're not. We can stop striving. You're with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And we let's take out our hymnals and let's open up to hymn number 136 and let's sing about how all is well. We can sing that first Noel together. 136. Let's all stand, let's close by singing the first Noel together.
Thank you, Heavenly Father, as we leave here, comforted by the thought, no fear, because you're with us. May everyone have that same comfort. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.